But welcome to the follow-up podcast. My name is Hayden. I am the worship director here at Arbor Church. And today I am joined by Michael Solis, our children's director, and Allison Oconey, our community care pastor, and our speaker from Sunday. So Allison, you had um, the opportunity to wrap up and close our forgiveness series, which... Um, Correct me if I'm wrong. Was this something that you, this was one of your ideas, right? In the uh, in the staff meeting. Yeah, once upon a time when we were planning uh, the spring schedule, yeah, uh, and what kind of things mm-hmm. would would Arbor be in the mood for, or what would be um, just well timed, yeah. um, for them, we thought forgiveness would be a great idea, yeah, and it you know goes around Easter, yeah. and so we kind of incorporated Easter and Good Friday into the message series as well. Yeah. So it's been a long time. It's been a long month studying this thing. (laughs) Which was a little bit different than what the rest of us were kind of thinking after Easter because we had kind of thrown the idea around of doing like a vengeance or retribution series. And you had suggested maybe we go a little lighter. And I think it was a good call. (laughs) You know, looking back, it yeah. seemed to be all right. So yeah, yeah. No, you know, we'll we'll get around to vengeance at yeah. some point. Vengeance yeah, this is why they don't let me contribute. Yeah, <laughs> I keep having these. We're gonna call ideas. it. We're gonna call it VR. That is gonna <laughs> VR. be our vengeance <laughs> and retribution. Um, no, but I think forgiveness one it, it lended itself so well moving into Easter, right? Yeah. Um, but also, I think for our context, not only Arbor Church, but the people that go here, I think that. Um, that seems to be a pretty, uh, I guess, topical idea going around right now. Obviously, Easter, it's built in that we talk about forgiveness. But, mm-hmm. you know, we are, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have a history that needs forgiveness, obviously. Um, and I can imagine there was quite a few people in the congregation had their own things that that probably popped into their head outside of the Arbor story. So yeah. um, I thought it was very well-timed and... Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was cool to see where this series started and now where it's ended at, right? We start we started in the Old Testament and then Cliff was kind of a little bit Old Testament and New Testament. Um and then obviously we had the Easter message and then for you to wrap things up with your BuzzFeed article of the five secrets <laughs> yeah. of forgiveness. <laughs> um, I know, it just sounded so cheesy, but you know, living as a forgiver was mm-hmm. my other working title. Yeah. And it just seemed like, yeah, that's a little yeah. meh. So meh. I turned it into like the five secrets, happy hops to yeah. forgiving or, you know, yeah. five secrets. So. Well, and it, it also feels like a, a book title that you would see out on like Amazon, right? Like the seven, what is the seven habits of highly effective leaders? So yeah. um, I think what's cool about that title is it, it really, it gives the listener the framework of the message, right? Of like, we're always going to be coming back to one through five, right? And, and build the message. So I'm curious to ask you, Allison, right off the bat, um, was this, since this was kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you spearheaded this series, right? Yeah. Um, was this the message that you were waiting to give? Yes. Okay. So yes. <laughs> let's peel the, the curtain back a little bit more. Yeah. Um, what made you so interested or passionate about talking about this message? Well, I feel if we were to look at Arbor as a a being, mm. like not to be weird or anything like that, but yeah. like if if the church is kind of an organism or yeah. a, a being and it operates 
I don't want to get too weird, but it, it's like, it's a thing. We're a group, right? And yeah. so then we've like collectively walked through a thing together or a season mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And so then if you think about like summarizing where we're at, the step that we're on right now, yeah. um, I think I just wanted to be the spokesperson for that thing. Like here we are at a season of now forgiving the past mm-hmm. and it's in order that we can move forward and flourish yeah. like carrying stones of offense with mm-hmm. us yeah. into the future isn't good for us. No. And that, um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that I studied about forgiveness and the health yeah. of an individual or an organization. And I think the reason God built forgiveness into the law for his people and he expects it for us yeah. and asks us to do it is because it's good for us. Yeah. Um, it's healthy for us. Yeah. Um, and so I think I wanted to speak to Arbor as the like organism <laughs> or whatever yeah. and encourage us to move to that next place together. Cause we have so many good things ahead yeah. But it's um, going to be lost if mm-hmm. our pockets are full of yeah. rocks. And I thought that it was so timely. Um, obviously, this comes out on a Wednesday. Um, we had our family meeting on Sunday. We're aware that there's a very uh, tangible future ahead yeah. of us, right? Yeah. Um, but we would also be very ignorant or naive not to acknowledge our past and I think what's cool about this message is it it will exist in a time mm-hmm. that means a lot to people, but it'll also be something that you can come back and visit or mm-hmm. or point to of saying, you know, this is a timeless message, mm-hmm. but it also probably hit quite a few people um, in their feelings, right? And I think you did a good job of um, referencing the the forgiveness that you're going through without mm-hmm. m- making it. Mm-hmm. I want to phrase this the best way, but it wasn't like when you shared your example at the end of your message, it wasn't just saying, okay, this is exactly what I've been talking about the whole time. It was so broad stroke that it could be about anything and it could be about, you know, mm-hmm. something very small and petty, a, a minor offense, or it could be something as big as our, our past. And um, that's what I really liked about the message was it does, it has one foot in Arbor's mm-hmm. context and it has another foot in, everyone's context and i think that was um i think it's great i think it'll it'll stand the test of time so yeah outside the buzzfeed reference that you know 10 years from yeah, now people really are gonna be like yourself what the heck is one? buzzfeed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah i wanted it to feel timeless in a way because i think this uh you know there's nothing new under the sun ecclesiastes yeah. says and um forgiveness has been around mm. as as you know, back from the garden of Eden. Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's been around for a long time, the need for it. So it will always be with us as well. And I think if I were to pick one thing I wanted to speak to and have, um, I don't know, any, any influence I could at this point in Mm -hmm. time, it would be to that subject. Yeah. So I also, this is, um, this is a little bit more of a side point, but I appreciated that you called out the uh, people that are older than myself because yeah. being <laughs> being under 35 in the church um, yeah. and being in the younger demographic, it feels like we get picked on a little bit more. Yeah. Um, 
So to have a little bit of uh, accountability on both sides, because we definitely throw our jabs at different age groups at times. And um, I also just thought it was conventional wisdom too, right? The older that you are, the wiser that you are, um, you should be the one to, you know, be ready to move into forgiveness. But um, you, you wrote down five secrets of good forgivers. Um, Was this stuff that you uh, saw directly in scripture? Was this something um, that, was this a Buzzfeed article that you read and just (laughs) stole? Tell me, tell me a little bit about how you came to these five secrets. Uh, I definitely, I have had the example of the grace and mercy um, containers being filled. I've had that on my heart for months and months yeah. now. Um, so I knew I wanted to incorporate that in some way yeah. that it actually is God in us, present in us that helps us go all the way in forgiving somebody. Yeah. It's not how much facts you have on the matter or your emotion or whatever, your own effort. It's actually the Holy Spirit's work. Yep. So I've had that for months and months and I was so glad to finally get it out there. You know, um, the other four secrets were pulled from the woman caught in adultery passage, which, um, you know, when I considered all the different passages that could speak to forgiveness, somehow that one was standing out to me and I couldn't let go of it. There were other things I had dropped along the way, but that I was like, nope, this, this just shows us so much about Jesus and about the people and those stones in their hands. So, um, yeah, those other four secrets emanated from that. Mm, Okay. I, I just want to say I loved that you leveraged that part of, of scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I I'm always late to the party, so I got mm-hmm. to listen to it after the yeah. fact. Uh, one of the long running jokes for me is when someone comes down from preaching on Sunday. I go, I heard it was great. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's your Monday morning. That's that's me. See you in yeah. the morning. Um, but uh, I I really appreciated that you used that scripture, and I I just. Um, th- as you were, as you were teaching it, just so many pieces were unpacking for me. Like, I think you even made reference to, you know, here's a woman caught in adultery. She can't do it by herself. Where's the guy? Right. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, right. here we are ready to stone this woman. And she, you know, that's it. There's, there are pieces to this story that are, are not fully laid out in scripture. Mm. Yeah. And here's Jesus, the one who is truly the only person in the story mm-hmm. who has the right to yeah. throw a stone. Somehow that never really stood out to me before. Mm. I don't know why, because he's like clearly saying that whoever is without sin. Yeah. And he is the only one there or ever without sin who could do that. Somehow I think I always um, personalized it down to the people like, hey, people, you guys are not entitled to judge against her because you are sinners also. And so I've always like, moved the the movement of that yeah. um, statement over to the people. But really, I needed to be paying more attention to Jesus yeah. by saying, like, he is the only one without sin. And so, like, let's trust him with the stone mm-hmm. to do whatever. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and and and, and to Hayden's point, what you talked about as well, the oldest dropped their stone and left first, all the way down to the youngest. And yeah, I just um, I don't know. I really, I really, at listening to, I think so powerful. So mm-hmm. so good job on teaching that. Good. Yeah. Good. I hope the silver tips didn't mind me calling them out, but I think, um, you know, life is short. You never know yeah. when your ticker's gonna stop. <laughs> and all I right, think, <laughs> I mean, not to be. Yeah. morbid but yeah. like the older people should be having like the cleanest slates mm-hmm. with others like in terms of forgiveness and they should be marked and known for mercy yeah um like it's our legacy that we're leaving mm-hmm. yeah so anyhow i kind of wanted to call out the silver tips a little yeah. bit <laughs> well not only that but when you don't embrace forgiveness the natural result is resentment, mm-hmm. you know, and how, how often do you hear about the old bitter people kind yeah. of thing? You know, it's, mm-hmm. that's what clearly not what Jesus wants for us. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I actually, a long time ago, I had, I had heard a talk on the etymology of the word resentment mm. and it's to re injure yourself over and over again. Mm. It's not the person anymore who offended you or hurt you. It's Mm. now yourself Mm. re-injuring yourself. And and again, that's like, how awful is that for us to be living that way? Jesus Jesus clearly doesn't want that for us. But Mm. probably we could all think, and not that we'd speak it, but we could all think of old people that we know who have harbored bitterness or unforgiveness, even to the end their very last years, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it steals so much joy. Oh, mm-hmm. so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is like a great launching point to kind of talk a little bit more about forgiveness. And um, I think that anytime I've been a part of a church or attended a church when they do a series or a message on forgiveness, it's so challenging because um, I don't think that it's as simple as, Jesus forgave me, so I forgive you, and then you're going to pay it forward and forgive someone else. I think there's a lot that goes on there. There's a lot of also um, some stuff that we're not qualified to talk about when it comes to counseling and and psychology, but um, I would like to kind of talk a little bit about um, forgiveness isn't as simple as maybe we present it on Sunday or we read in the Bible because um, sure, there is that biblical mandate that Jesus passed down, um, and obviously God put into work with the Israelites we saw during Scott's message. Um, but I'm curious for you, Allison, was there a certain amount of, okay, I've just kind of got to run with this message and the logic, even though there is some outliers, right? Sometimes there is time to um, talk about forgiveness and reconciliation, and when is it appropriate to forgive and move on? When is it actually healthier for me to process through this? So I'm curious, was there um, was there a lot of research and also just thought about how do we present this topic in a way that's not, I guess, manipulative, right? Of just forgive and move on and, and reconcile. So what I tried to do is stick only to the concept of forgiveness. Yeah. Um, I acknowledge those in the room that um, are so obedient, like shout out to them when they're like, you know what the Bible says to forgive. So I just do it. And I'm like, wow, that's terrific. (laughs) But the rest of the people here, let's talk about, you know, how hard it is to do that. Um, but I didn't add back in concepts like 
restoring relationship, conflict resolution, peacemaking, um, reconciliation. I didn't work in any of that. That could be a series on its own. Yeah. Uh, Because there are so many themes that uh, join themselves with the topic of forgiveness. So what I, what I wanted to get into motion was that like, take the stone of offense, Mm -hmm. hand it to Jesus, um, for his judgment, Mm -hmm. allow him to fill you with grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then as gravel keeps showing up in your pockets, (laughs) like it's not just the one and done thing. Like you will have memories that come out that are painful that you still have to forgive the impact Mm -hmm. or the fact that you're parenting. You're a single parent now with a lot of hardships based Mm -hmm. on somebody else's disappointing you. Yeah. Um, and that's stuff that you continually have to forgive. That's Mm. gravel in the pockets. Those also can be handed over to Jesus. So it is simplistic as an explanation, Yeah, but I'm fully well aware of all the, um, themes that go along with it. And I tried, um, acknowledging that when I said, when I find gravel in my own pockets, I examine them. Mm-hmm. I wonder, do I bring it before yeah. the person who harmed me? Yeah. Do I bring it to somebody who can validate my pain and help me hold my burden, mm-hmm. which would be like a counselor maybe. Yeah. Um, so like I do evaluate and I yeah. examine the gravel that <laughs> has come out. Um, but more and more I'm moving towards just pitching it over to yeah. Jesus. Um, you know, yeah. Cause I'm further along in my process than maybe some other people are Mm -hmm. potentially. Yeah. Yeah, And you, you shared a personal story as well of a colleague and and how there was disappointment. And one of the things that I thought of as you were talking about that is whether it's a big boulder and you're, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's anger or, or whatnot, or it's just the gravel when you're examining those pieces. And when you were talking about that, I thought, it's it's even appropriate to to probably even weep over those things. Oh, for sure. Because usually if you're holding those, it means an injustice of some sort oh. has happened. Oh, 100%. You know, and I think yeah. it's it's very honest to just say these don't represent just like an injustice. These represent a hurt. Oh, for sure. You know, and pain that you have endured. Oh. I yes. <laughs> Yes. Like I am not um, proposing that anything is um, casual No, or like, oh, so easy, you know, like, oh, this is so easy. It's like sleepless nights. And and maybe this is me. It could be something God's working on me with. But what seems just is to take that pain and inflict it back. Right. You know, it's like, well, I felt this pain. You should feel the pain too. Then we're even. Right. I'll go in really Old Testament, eye for an eye kind of thing. Well, it's the classic idiom of I want my pound of flesh, right? Like you have hurt me. Now I want, I want that hurt. Right. So, and it just seems so counterintuitive to say, um, you know, I'm not going to be the one who weighs, weighs that and decides what the penalty is. Mm -hmm. And then I will like decide, or I'll just hold it till later and maybe I'll want to pitch it later or get some attention from Mm -hmm. it. Or, you know, I mean, there's all sorts of things you can do with that stone of offense. Yeah. Well, Um, and I think what I would love to, to jump into because 
not only are we recapping and hearing more about your message, we're also kind of capstoning forgiveness, right? Yes. Um, and what I think is cool, and we've mentioned this many times on the podcast, is we typically um, announce a series or start talking about it, and then the lab portion of the series comes up where it's like, all right, now you're going to be faced with all the things that you're preaching. But And maybe we, we some of you guys did exp- – I didn't preach, obviously, during the series, so I don't know your guys' experiences during the series, but we faced a lot of this conversation a yeah. year ago, right? And we, you had mentioned forgiveness versus reconciliation. That's something that we talked about for a while, right? Of um, what does it mean to forgive? What does it mean to reconcile? When is it appropriate? Um, and I think for, for all of us, we also learned the humility that is involved in forgiving somebody, right? Yeah. Because you're actively saying... I am choosing to put down this stone, but in reality, that stone is all of the hurt and pain that you feel like you deserve to either make someone else feel Mm -hmm. or someone else needs to acknowledge it. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause that's, I mean, that's truly what those stones are. It's like, this is my pain and the world is telling me that I should get my fill for it. Right. Like, well, but to nuance that just a slight bit, let's imagine that the pain, the stone of offense caused a scar or a mark or a wound of some sort, like, and that it gapes and out goes your peace or whatever. So the stone of offense is the thing that happened. Uh, The, the pain is still, even if you were to, hand your stone over to Jesus. Yeah. You still have pain to manage. Mm-hmm. You are healing the wound yes. that it left yep. behind. Yes. And that doesn't just it's not no. overnight. No. It's not just like a one and done. Um and reconciliation is not assumed. No. Just because you forgive someone does not mm-hmm. mean you're fully reconciled yeah. to them again. You're saying I'm removing the consequence for you which is like damnation. Yeah. <laughs> like I no longer <laughs> think that you like Jesus paid for yeah. that sin as well as my own. Yeah. So like you're not no longer eternally damned mm-hmm. <laughs> for having yeah. done what you did to me. Yeah. Um but that doesn't mean I trust you. Mm-mm. That yeah. doesn't mean that I want to like hang out with you maybe depending yeah. on the degree of offense. It may not be safe to be with yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I remember being younger and first learning about, well, forgiveness is not the same thing as reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I, it was like my, mm-hmm. mind blown to me. Um, and, and the more I learned about relationships and how mm-hmm. oftentimes, especially unhealthy relationships, mm-hmm. those are very healthy boundaries to have with mm-hmm. people oftentimes when you've been hurt. And if there is a pattern of continual hurt, it's like, no, actually, it's a very good thing to forgive and maybe not continue a relationship yeah. in this scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's a thing that takes more maturity and yeah. takes prayer and takes mm-hmm. some, some work. Counsel. Yep. Yeah. What, what I love so much about the stone analogy though, is um, I think without recognizing it, if, if you were to write down, let's say quite literally when someone offends you, they hand over that rock, right? And they say, this is yours to carry now. I think that if we were all to go and take that rock every time we get handed that and we kind of sign it, right? And say, this is what happened. Here's the perpetrator. Mm -hmm. Here's the date. 
by the time we finally get that stone, I think you could look at it and see all the signatures because it just gets passed down, right? Mm. And oh, that's so interesting, right? Oh, Hayden's got the thought today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's truly what it is, right? Yeah. Like, how often do you go and apologize to somebody and you contextualize it and say this? So this is what happened growing up. My dad did this, and now it's caused me to do this. And without you even knowing, you're going to hand that off to maybe your kids wow. or a coworker. Wow. And it's just going to be this cycle, right? And I think wow. that's what's so cool about forgiveness and Jesus on the cross, right? Was it's part of breaking that cycle yeah. of pain. Yeah. And even though we're good, obedient Christians, we're still going to end up handing that rock off to somebody. And I think the, the conversation of humility and going into that and forgiveness is there is a certain amount of what Michael said, like that pound of flesh of this was handed off to me and I didn't want it mm-hmm. and I don't want to hold on to it and I don't want to drop it. Rather, I, I want to be kind of like a kid in my immaturity and say, mm-hmm. I've been hurt. Now I want someone else to feel that hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is so cool about forgiveness is there is a certain amount of humility of like, no, it's going to end with me mm-hmm. as much as the world is telling me and my own human nature says I need to pass this pain off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to drop it mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave it at the foot of the cross like we did yesterday in church. And I think that's, so cool about that message is Mm -hmm. it's really not as simple of Mm -hmm. forgive and forget and move on. There is so many nuances and layers to this. There's, there's uh, reconciliation and Mm -hmm. um, well, and there's forgiving the person and then forgiving the impact. So that is like, you might forgive the person for having done what they did. Um, And like you handed the stone off and you're like, Hey, I forgave that. The reality is there's impact that happens like reverberations over and over and over in various spaces of your life that you have to then forgive the, you know, the impact in a way um, because those continue to happen Yeah, and they catch you unaware. Like they take you by surprise that, whoa, all of a sudden I had a memory or I had a new discovery about this trespass and now all of a sudden here I am again or like I said about the single mom like I am working two jobs and I am trying to like hold it all together for our kids because you left yeah you know and and I know this conversation can go between forgiveness and reconciliation uh, which is in a sense a redeeming of relationships Mm -hmm. Um, but what what's really interesting is what you were just talking about there when you do pass off that stone to Jesus, you are kind of left with this mm-hmm. unsettled pain mm-hmm. and hurt that can linger over mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And knowing the heart of God f- to be a redeemer, mm-hmm. what's great there is if we understand what's happening, we can turn to Jesus for the healing mm-hmm. because we yeah. know he doesn't want to leave us with that. Right. It, 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 I think that's the vulnerability I personally feel as mm-hmm. I go, well, if I just pass a stone off to Jesus, I'm left with all the hurt versus at least getting to see them get hurt and go, okay, yeah. well, at least we both got hurt, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I think what's great about this conversation is if you get, if you get it, that God wants to redeem you, wants to heal you yeah. through the process of pain as well, mm-hmm. there's somewhere to turn with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not just left alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's well, what I think the study of grace and mercy helped me with. Cause at the end I said, I feel like when I gave mercy, I was graced yeah. with mm-hmm. um, 
like I, I was graced with so much in return. Mm. I feel like it's that two-sided coin thing. Like, I don't know. And it's not yeah. overnight. So if people are like, hey, I forgave on Sunday and like, I, I don't feel <laughs> at peace yet. And, you know, there's, I'm not yeah. feeling graced or anything. I mean, we're talking about things that happened a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah. A year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're just so much farther along. <laughs> totally. Know. And and I think it, I, I don't even want to discount us as a community because I know, like, there have been times of, of like, just in the hurt, having each other to, mm-hmm. to just kind of say, you know what? I realize I'm just hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, as a community, when you're in community mm-hmm. with each other, even though maybe we don't reconcile and what mm-hmm. other relationships, we can at least turn to each other and say, I see that you're hurt and I'm yeah. sorry. And I love yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that we often, you know, our example of what we should be like is Jesus. Um, but sometimes it's an unrealistic standard, right? Of like, Jesus was able to forgive and reconcile in the same breath, right? And that has to do a little bit more with his own deity and being able to know the hearts and minds of everybody. Um, But that isn't a realistic standard for us to set forward of, you know, maybe sometimes there is a small offense and you can forgive and reconcile in one meeting and call it good. But a lot of times there is a need for it to be forgiveness and then deep breath (laughs) reconciliation after the fact, right? Because it's, sometimes just not realistic to to move forward with that. I mean, we've experienced with our year and a half, mm-hmm. we've forgiven, but reconciliation is still something that feels far off, right? Or impossible. Yeah. Or not safe. It, like it, uh, yeah, I don't think that we, um, I, as you were talking about reconciliation and forgiveness, I was thinking of your three little kids. Like mm-hmm. little kids play, yep. somebody gets hurt or takes a toy and then you say, like, okay, come and say you're sorry. I yeah. forgive you. And we expect our little children to then continue the relationship. And, like, the next day it happens again, right? So you yeah. do it again because little kids, little problems, and they get, yeah, you know, they, they get reconciled quickly and as well it should be. Yeah. Um, big kids, big problems. Like, yeah. when big things happen, it isn't always just say you're sorry. Yeah. Okay, now every go everybody go back and play again. Mm-hmm. Like there's more that has to go on. Or you decide that is not a safe boundary yeah. that I feel like I can cross. Like yeah. being in back in relationship with, yeah. with my wounder. Yep. Um and it's so fascinating. May not be the best idea. Yeah, yeah. that you use the the analogy of, of siblings, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what I've seen oftentimes <laughs> is people become adults. Mm-hmm previous pain that oh. they've had from siblings oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. soon as I say it you guys are like oh yeah. Yeah. yeah you know I mean I in the last year as I've been going through my own healing process there were moments of epiphany that I know came from Jesus where I called up my sister and said hey I just want to tell you that uh this came up as I was thinking about mm. things here mm. and I want to tell you that if you were hurt by that I want to say I'm mm. so sorry wow. yeah and she she was so great to say, Michael, I forgive mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually haven't thought of that for a while, but yeah, I'm so glad yeah. you called. Thank you. So well, and I think when we, we we've talked about the humility and, and the forgiveness part, it's really tough. Um, I mean, I went to Bible college, so this was very uh common to get a message or a note and just saying, Hey, I forgive you about X, Y, and Z, you know? And you're sitting there like <laughs> 
excuse what did i do to you like <laughs> but it's like that whole you know you're practicing what does biblical forgiveness look like right and, and forgiving somebody but it does take that humility on your behalf then to be like i didn't even know i offended you and this feels like out of the blue and it's it's true it's tough thankfully you were on the other side of it right you were you were asking for forgiveness for something versus you know, texting your sister and saying, hey, I forgive you about X, Y, and Z. And she's like, are you serious, Michael? Like, <laughs> well, that was 20 kinda, years ago. Isn't that in the 12-step? That's one of the 12 mm-hmm. steps is righting wrongs yeah. or reconciling or yeah. owning whatever. I yeah. don't know how they phrase it, but yeah. it is that, like, um, out of the blue, you receive yeah. an, a message from someone forgiving you for yeah. something that, oops, didn't know I did. Yeah. Um, I did want to make the message not based on a formula, a formula that included an apology. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I do know that Jesus knew her heart, the yeah. woman caught in adultery. He saw the whole thing in her heart, but she never said she was sorry yeah. or demonstrated. I think the movies like always portray her as yeah. being very broken at his feet and sorry, you know, and I imagine she might've been, but she also might have just been standing there, like totally disassociated, and just like, she could have been oh, yeah. angry. She could yeah. have been like, "Excuse me, yeah, get your hands off me, yeah. you Pharisees." Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I wanted to address that because sometimes when people have already died who have hurt you, yeah, you, there's not a chance you're going to have an apology from them Mm -hmm. unless it's some sort of weird Ouija board thing that you shouldn't be doing. So, (laughs) yeah. So that's next week on our podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The next Buzzfeed article. (laughs) So we have to learn how to still deal with that stone of Mm -hmm. offense, even if somebody's not there asking for forgiveness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's hard. Yeah. But it's good because it it, it then puts it back on who we're, you know, whether it's Arbor as a unit or Mm -hmm. individually, Mm -hmm. this message is for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, forgiveness. Yes, it does affect others around you, but it's for you. It's what Jesus wants for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mm. I firmly believe that. And I feel like it's best for us. Mm -hmm. So it was fun diving into all the scholars and their opinions about, you know, what was happening with the women. Yeah. some scholars were saying that they believe the Pharisees set her up with somebody mm-hmm. yeah. and that they arranged for him to disappear or escape mm-hmm. out of the situation yeah. while they brought her to justice. Um, the Which, law yeah. of Moses says both needed to be stoned. Yep. So even the Pharisees, all concerned about the law, were not actually abiding by the law. Yeah, this. because the... the, the um Flip side of that coin is they're really creepy Pharisees. <laughs> well, that's what they also yeah. said that yeah. they would have not stopped her from going in the tent or yep. the the home, um, and so they allowed it to get even to the point where they could inter- interrupt her. Yep, you know, and mm. then let the guy go free. So there's all sorts of shady speculation on mm. what was happening, but yeah, I don't know. We wanted to keep it PG. But we're on the podcast now, now so you know. (laughs) Let it all hang out. (laughs) Well, and we're. I think it's interesting just thinking about Jesus' story that this was the. This would have been the the worst case scenario that it could have gone for his mother, right? 
like if the angel did not come to Joseph and say like, you know, don't leave this woman, blah, blah, blah. And not to say that Mary was an adulterer, but how people might have perceived it and why mm. the story went that direction. It's just an interesting kind of, Jesus got to see the f- the flip side of what this situation would have been like, right? Yeah, it's really interesting. So You stop with all these good points. <laughs> yes, Hayden. <laughs> you get out here. Well, uh, it is, we are past our time. So um, is there anything else we want to, jump in and talk about or share before we close the podcast out? I don't think so. I, I feel like it was a really special day. Yeah. And thank you for your worship team doing such a good mm. job. And I felt like it closed it out yeah. just the way we wanted. Yep. And I'm hoping it, I don't know, yeah. reverberates and still does work even after yes. this week. Are we giving any hints to what's happening next week as far as the Oh, uh, we got sermons? changes coming we got, up. We're just going to say it. Changes. Changes is our next series. Yeah. I wonder what that's foreshadowing. Um, I guess we'll have to find out. Changes. <laughs> uh, don't get us copyright striked with that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching the follow-up podcast, and we will see you guys next week. 